Hi folks, Pastor Russ here. Thank you for tuning in to hear this week's message. It is our prayer and our hope that this message will be an encouragement to you. And so we just want to say blessings to you as you listen to this week's message. Awesome. If you have your Bibles with you, which I know a number of you lifted them up, turn to Matthew chapter 1. That's where we're going to be today as we continue in this gift exchange series. And today's message is entitled, Our Grief for His Joy. When I think about joy, I've got a couple of stories recently where, uh, yes, Pastor Russ had maybe a, a moment of, of frazzle, right? Um, how many of you ever have a moment where it just seems like joy might be lacking a little bit? Anybody with me on that? Um, a week and a half ago, I was out in Chicago, and they have these toll roads. They like to take your money there in Chicago. And um, so I had the cash lane, which means you got to get all the way over on the right-hand side. And so anyways, I, I had to go a different route on the way home than what I was normally used to. So I needed my GPS to guide me on that. And I was going down the interstate, and there was a get over for the cash lane, and I get over, and I go through, I pay a buck fifty to go through a toll, which their tolls are like many out there, so it's like you're paying a buck fifty like every ten minutes, it's kind of crazy. And um, so in this particular story, I just, you know, business as usual going through there, and so as I'm driving along, though, after the toll, it wants to have me exit off the toll road onto this road that I'm, I'm like... I was supposed to exit there, and then, but my GPS quickly recalculated, and it had me take the next exit in that toll lane, and so I'm like, okay, and I don't know where I'm going, so I took it, only for it to loop me back around and go the opposite direction, and I knew if I get off, I'm going to have to go back through the toll again and pay the buck 50, right? And so anyways, at that point, I realized what happened was is this was new construction and it had me all the way over there so it looked like I was exiting. So my GPS was trying to recalculate on the fly. That's why it was having me exit rather than stay on the road. So I go back around and I come back through the tolls again and I'm thinking, I'm going to go to the exact booth, to the exact lady that took my money and I'm going to be like, you know, well, here I am again, you know, I just love this so much I wanted to do it again, you know. And so I thought, well, you know, I'm going to just ask if, you know, I can get through for free this time, you know? And uh, it's a buck fifty, okay, you know? And so I, I get up to the booth and I said, you know, I go, my GPS swung me back around and I, I'm coming back through again. I said, do I need to pay again? And she goes, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and just out of my mouth, this is what I said, Merry Christmas. That's what I told her, and she goes, Merry Christmas to you, and she took my buck 50, and we went on with life. Joy, joy. I suppose there's a lot of other things you could say after she says she needs your money, but, and just recently when it snowed this week, um, I've got my snowblower in a shed next door, and I lost the key to that shed. Why is that funny, Dennis? <laughs> and so at that point, I knew I was going to be shoveling like three driveways in my area because I help out with that. And I just thought, oh, brother. And um, so my neighbor happens to have a key to some other building, and, but he had a key to that shed as well. And I thought, well, I'll go over and see if he's got the key to get in there. And he said, well, I just hung it up 
in there just recently. So his spare key is locked inside that shed. But so here's the thing, you know, he ends up saying, well, here's another key. Uh, maybe this will work. So I go and try it. And it turns out it's a key to something totally different, but it got into my garage. Isn't that awesome? So I get on the, the, the blower to, to do it. The battery's dead. <laughs> it was just like, oh, man, the joy, the joy. How many of you have joy moments like that? Okay. Joy is a wonderful word, and it's something that all Christians should have, no matter what's going on around you, no matter the circumstance. You think of the joy of Mary and Joseph that Christmas night. It's not because the, their birthing center was such a stable environment. Yeah, you see what I did there? She's a weller, so she caught that right away. They had a rich joy because of the presence of Christ. The presence of Christ. Joy is the serious business of heaven. C.S. Lewis said that. Joy is the serious business of heaven. And to these shepherds, an angel from heaven shows up and says, Fear not, behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For all the people. This joy. Charles Spurgeon said that there's a marvelous medicinal power in joy. Most medicines are distasteful, but this, which is the best of all medicines, is sweet to the taste, and it's comforting to the heart. This blessed joy is very contagious. The grace of joy is contagious. Holy joy will oil the wheels of your life's machinery. Holy joy will strengthen you for your daily labor. And holy joy will beautify you and give you an influence over the lives of others. Proverbs 17 says that a joyful heart is good medicine. But in that same proverb, it also says that a, a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And my message today in this gift exchange series is that we give God our grief and in return he gives us joy. It's very possible that with this many people here this morning that there's somebody that's maybe walking through a circumstance that's straining your joy. And it's my hope today that what God has placed on my heart will be an encouragement to you, and to recognize how we can not only discover joy, but we can walk in it daily. And so in Matthew chapter 1, I'm going to take from the scriptures and show you where joy is found. And I'm going to show you right from the scriptures. It's very, very clear and it's plain where joy can be found. So Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. The Bible says, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man, and he did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. And as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream 
Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Some translations say God is with us. John chapter 1 says that the word became flesh and he dwelt among us. He made his home among us. There's a difference between joy and being happy, isn't there? I mean, joy is lasting and happiness can be a very temporary thing because the way life goes, you can have circumstances that are very happy and then circumstances that aren't happy at all, just filled with grief and sadness and can happen in a moment. And the key to lasting joy all depends upon the presence of God in your life. It all depends on the presence of God in your life. True joy is found in the presence of God. And that's the scriptures I want to start showing you this morning is how you can see joy comes from spending time in God's presence. God with us. First Chronicles 16, splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. They're there. If you're in his presence, joy will be there. King David, speaking to God, he says, God, your victory brings the king great honor, and you've clothed him with splendor and majesty, and you've endowed him with eternal blessings, and you give him the joy of your presence. Joy is in God's presence. Psalm 16 God, you make known to me the path of life, and in your presence there is fullness of joy. Not just some joy sprinkled in with God's presence. Fullness of joy in the presence of God. Now, God's presence was found in a variety of ways in the Old Testament, but the advent of Jesus, this precious child, would usher in a new era of God's presence. As this little baby would grow up to be an adult man and lead a ministry and have these disciples and followers and he was doing miracles and all of these things would take place in his ministry and it led up to a point when Jesus is arrested, given an unfair trial overnight which led to lashings, which led to carrying a cross to a place called Calvary where he breathed his last breath because he was tortured and suffered and killed on a cross. Because of that work that Christ has done, he paid the penalty and price for sin. And three days later, when he rose again, we have access now 
to God's presence like never before. You and I, we live in this New Testament era. And God's presence is available to you through salvation, starting point. The moment you say, I need Christ in my life, I need to repent of my sin and turn to Christ, and he comes into your life, it's called salvation. And I want to show you some of these scriptures in 1 Peter chapter 1. Peter says, you believe in him, talking about Jesus, and you rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. If salvation has come to your life, you have access to joy. It's present with salvation. Psalm 33 says, for our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Isaiah 12, verse 3, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Joy is in salvation. Walter Chantry said, the only lasting and fully satisfying joys for any man lie on the other side of a cross. When you lay your life down and you say, God, I want you to, to take my life and use it. It's no longer about me. That's when you'll discover joy. Because you now have his purpose in your life. There's people today that are saved and yet they walk around lacking joy. Day in, day out, they just feel like, what's the point? What's the use? Maybe a bad attitude on a consistent basis. And David said in Psalm 51, verse 12, he said, God, restore to me the joy of my salvation. And maybe you can remember back to that first moment you gave your life to Christ and how exciting that might have been and, and you were on fire and you were just ready to share with people, you know, this is what God's doing in my life, this is the, the things that are happening. And then you fast forward years and you just think, where is that same excitement? Where's that same joy? And if you're struggling with that, the answer is getting back into God's presence. As I said earlier, that's where joy, true lasting joy is found is in his presence. So recognizing that joy is in salvation, one of the things that happens at salvation when you say, I'm going to put my faith and trust in Christ, is the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. And that just should blow our minds a little bit. But the Holy Spirit lives in those who trust in Christ. And so one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. So if the Holy Spirit's in you, guess what? You have access to supernatural joy. How many of you know some Christians are just a joy to be around? Yeah? How many of you know some Christians that they're not so much of a joy to be around? Okay? Look, the presence of the Holy Spirit should bring about joy in somebody's life, no matter the circumstances. Because he lives in you, there's still a reason for joy. There's still a reason for joy. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but it's of 
righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes up residence in your life. And the byproduct of him taking up residence in your life is you're going to have joy. It's going to flow out of you because he lives in you. You can't have the Holy Spirit in you and not be oozing joy. The royal standard flag lets people know that the king or queen is in residence. Joy is the flag which is flown from the castle of your heart when the capital K, King, is in residence there. This flag of joy should be flying in your life if you're a follower of Jesus. One thing to note, too, is that God's presence is in his people, and so when we gather like this in a body of Christ, a family of God, he's going to be on the move. How many of you have experienced God's presence through somebody in the church? Okay? It's because the Holy Spirit lives in them, and the Holy Spirit had an encounter with you and them, and you were able to experience God's presence through that. One in, I just want to mention this. One thing about grief, especially when it's an unexpected thing or, or there's maybe loss or any of those types of things, if you can imagine with me for a moment, just if you took a hammer and you just smoked your thumb with it, okay? How many of you know that's just an enjoyable thing? Like, you know what, this afternoon I'm just going to go home and just play this illustration out a little bit. Okay, what happens right away when you hit your thumb First, it hurts, right? And you want to say Merry Christmas, you know, things like that. But in the midst of that, what happens is, is it can go numb. And it's like, well, this is weird. I can't, it's almost like it's not there, okay? And when, when that happens, to, to keep the function of your hand, you've got these other digits that come in and they help out the thumb even more so when you can't feel it. And the thing about grief and loss is when that hits somebody's life, they can go numb. It's hard to feel. It's hard to engage. It's hard to function. And you need the body of believers to come around you to help you function. And that's why the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life it's so important that we engage each other in environments like this. The Bible calls us a body of Christ in 1 Corinthians 12, and it's like, if that person's hurting, you hurt with them. If that person's rejoicing, you rejoice with them, and we all encourage each other, and we lift each other up. God's presence is in the church. I think it's important to recognize that joy is found in time in God's word. And so you'll notice some verses here. Jeremiah 15, verse 16. He says, God, your words were found and I ate them and your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. Psalm 119, verse 11 says, your statutes, God, are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. When you spend time in God's word, 
joy will begin to cultivate into your life. Jesus speaking with his disciples on that last night before he was betrayed and arrested and unfairly tried and killed. He was speaking with his disciples and in John 15 he says, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. God's word brings about joy. And when Jesus was praying over the disciples, he was praying to the Father and he, he says to the Father, I told the disciples many things while I was with them in this world so that they would be filled with my joy. God's word brings joy. Jesus says after that, I've given them your word. Joy is found in God's word. Joyfulness is a characteristic of the soul that lives in communion with God, and that soul then unconsciously will persuade others to taste and see that the Lord is good. Part of our job, and I'm, I'm not saying like as a pastor, I'm saying part of our job as followers of Christ is to witness to people, to share the love of Jesus to people. And we just established earlier that you know people who claim to be Christians, but yet they, they seem to lack joy. They're not maybe a joy to be around. Just think how well that goes with the job description of witnessing to people. I mean, joy has to be a part of that equation. Otherwise, I don't think you're going to be very successful. You know, imagine if I would have reacted much differently at that toll booth with that lady who was just doing her job, you know? And then let's say I got a fish bumper sticker on the back of my car, or, you know, I... I hand her a track with my buck 50 and say, you know, I hope someday you come to know the Lord um, like that's some sort of <laughs> gotcha. But in the midst of that, we as people, as followers of Christ, we, if we have joy, the message of Christ goes forth with such a blessing and an anointing. When people want to be around you, they want to know what's going on inside that person's life that makes them this way. Even though they walk through some of the same things that, that other people walk through, sometimes even worse, how can they possess a joy like that? And it opens up doors and opportunities to share about Christ. I want to give you a nice little thing to remember here of the order of joy. You put these things in this order, you will have joy in your life. Start with Jesus, then focus on others, and then bring yourself into the equation. Jesus, others, and you. And you'll find joy if you keep things in that order. Billy Sunday said that if you have no joy, there's a leak in your Christianity somewhere. If you're spending the necessary time in God's presence, it doesn't matter what you're walking through, you will find joy. And it's, if you're in God's presence, you will find joy. And if you're walking through a season where that just seems to be lacking, the joy, then I just want to encourage you, then continue to stand in his presence. 
until that joy returns. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 7, in all our affliction, I am overflowing, overflowing with joy. No matter what he's walking through, in my affliction, I am overflowing with joy. It just so happens, if you have the YouVersion Bible app on your phone, the verse of the day today was, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Consider it joy when we walk through difficulties. Sam Storm says joy is not necessarily the absence of suffering, it is the presence of God. Psalm 30 verse 5 tells us that weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Joy will be in God's presence. That's what the scriptures tell us. And for Christ to come and usher in a new era of his presence. Sometimes I think we forget about how blessed we are. That he could live in my heart. And I can have his presence in my life. That's huge. Emmanuel. God with us. didn't come in glory the author of the oceans and the sun still he chose to be written in our story so he could feel our flesh and We mm-hmm. 
circumstances where joy, it, it can take a shot at joy, can it? And perhaps maybe that's you this morning, and I want to just encourage you with what I said earlier, that if this is a season right now where that's a struggle, focus on God's presence. Because as the scriptures say, that's where his joy is found. You can buy all kinds of gifts for temporary enjoyment. But true, lasting joy is in Emmanuel, God with us. And perhaps maybe you're sitting here today, and as I talked about God's presence and how he manifests himself through salvation and the Holy Spirit in your life, maybe you're sitting here and you're thinking, I don't even, I don't have that. Well, one thing we do at this church, we make sure at the end of a service like this, you have the opportunity to ask him to come into your life and make his presence known. And maybe you're walking through a season right now where joy is just, it's hard to scratch that. It's just not, not flowing for you right now. Again, just reminding you to get in God's presence through the word, through worship together with other believers and just allowing God to pour into your life the joy that is in his presence. The fullness of joy is in his presence. Will you bow your heads with me as we pray together? Father, we, we come before you in this moment to recognize 
your presence. Lord, I ask that you would speak joy into our lives. No matter what it is we're walking through or the things that we put our hand and heart to, Lord, I pray that we would have the joy of the Lord. Lord, you may be knocking on someone's heart an invitation for you to come and live in their life. And perhaps there's someone here listening right now that, that you feel it's time to invite Christ into your life. And if you're feeling that way, I just simply ask that you would pray with me in your heart right now as I lead you. As you pray in your heart, just say, Jesus, today I want to invite you into my life. I realize that I'm a sinner, and so I ask for forgiveness of the things that I've done wrong. I ask that you would come and Make your home in my heart. Help me to fly that flag of joy because of your presence in my life. Thank you for coming to be my Savior, to set me free from sin, and to give me a new life in Jesus Christ. Thank you for this gift of salvation. And thank you now for the presence and power of the Holy Spirit that now lives in me because I've reached out in faith to Jesus Christ. Father, for those that just prayed that prayer, I pray that you'd make it incredibly real in their life this new life in Christ, help them to walk in it from this day forward. I pray that you'd bless them in their faith journey. And Lord, for, for those in this room that might be struggling, walking through circumstances that are very difficult, I pray, Father, that you would restore to them a joy as they enter into your presence, time in the Word, time spent in fellowship with other believers, I pray, Father, that you would speak joy into their hearts. Surround those that are possibly grieving because of things they've been walking through recently. And I just ask, Lord, that you would minister to their hearts. As you said in Nehemiah, do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I pray, Lord, that you would minister strength to each person today to walk this faith journey with a sense of purpose and a sense of joy because of Jesus Christ alive in our life. And we thank you for this now, Lord. Bless this response. It's not just a moment here in this worship service, but it's something that just happened in people's hearts and lives today. Help us to walk in that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thanks for watching this week's message. It is our heart to follow up with people if they've responded to something that God did in that message. One thing we want to note is if you just gave your life to Christ and you prayed that prayer at the end to receive Him into your life, we want to send you this free resource called Now What? And this is a journal that comes with the Bible, and it's designed to help you grow and take the next steps in your faith journey. If you're interested in receiving this free resource, we encourage you to simply reach out and connect with us here at the bottom of the screen. You'll see you can email us or you can send us a text message. Simply text BELIEVE to the number that you see here on the screen. We want to get this into your hands so that you can grow in your faith. And it's our heart here at Faith Community Church to help you grow in your relationship with Christ. Thanks for watching.